The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. to the Blur Havoc Podcast. I am your host, the luscious Alistair Haken. And we're going to go ahead and get it started. My drink of choice today is an Aguas Frescas by Minute Maid. It's a strawberry flavor. And I've had this before, so it's not new. I was sipping on it um, while I was eating some Taco Bell earlier today. So, yeah, surprisingly good stuff. It's not like that harsh artificial shit that they get in the, in the Coke Freestyle machine, you know. But anyway, let's let's get this started. So I was having a thought uh, recently, because given the resurgence of Sonic the Hedgehog, because of the Sonic movie too, we've been I've been kind of revisiting the Hedgehog's previous. Hello, dog. You gotta get the hell out of here. Nope, get out, get out. Because if you scream, I'ma fight you. Anyway, the 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 Hedgehog's frequent. Or not frequent. Shit, she done threw me all the way up. The Hedgehog's previous forays and adventures, so to speak, um, had me thinking about something. Mainly, mainly Sonic 06. Yeah, that's right. The, the infamous one where the human kisses the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, I, and, and we're not doing a retrospective because I, I have not actually played that game in its entirety you know, so I don't understand the context of everything in that game. And the last time I played it was back in like 2010, 2011. So I don't remember much about it in terms of the story that is. Um, but there's an aspect of that game that I really want to touch upon today. And we're, it's going to be a bit of a different style of episode today, to be honest. Um, and that's time travel. Because in the game proper, okay, so the context of the game is that there's this cataclysmic event that is going to happen in the future of Sonic's world, where this thing called the uh, called Iblis is going to be released and destroy the world, um, bring about the apocalypse, and um, one of our characters, Silver the Hedgehog, is convinced that Sonic is this thing called the Iblis Trigger, and he will bring about the destruction of the world in the future, right? So Silver returns to the past in order to stop that from happening. Um, but then, at another point in the game, we uh, Shadow and Shadow the Hedgehog and Silver the Hedgehog go into the past to find out the the origin of Silver the Hedgehog. Not Silver the Hedgehog. Wow, what the fuck? You see how confusing this is? The Silver and Shadow go into the past to find out the origin of Iblis. And they find out that Iblis is one of two halves the second half being this character named mephilus who is the person that tricks silver into trying to kill sonic um so it goes off of what i believe is called the fixed timeline approach when it comes to um when it comes to time travel the fixed timeline theory let's let's uh let's look it over Basically, the fixed timeline theory is that there is a single history that is unchangeable. So events are fixed. There is no branching, like, you know, branching pathways like mass... Well, 
Mass Effect is different, but it's it's a single history that you can just if you were to time travel from one place into the past, then you going into the past will be a part of that timeline, right? Unlike uh, there's another theory that is the theory that I believe. I believe it's the 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 multiverse theory is that basically the theory that all of your all of your choices create different universes basically all of your choices all of your actions all of the events in the universe each and every single action taken in this universe creates another universe there is a universe where i pick up this glock i have picked up this glock there is another universe where i did not pick up this glock there is another universe where I unholstered this Glock and I shot a hole in the wall. There is a universe where I continued to hold up the Glock even though I had just put down the Glock. Every time you, you do an action, you have created a universe. That's what the multiverse theory is. Dynamic timeline, I'm not sure what that is, so let's, let's look that up. Theory. Ah, okay, so the dynamic timeline is basically, it's like the fixed timeline, only if you go back in time and change anything, you will change the course of history. So, say you go back in time, and, um, let's see, um, and you, like, I, I, let's keep it lighthearted, okay, I'm not trying to do anything too dark, uh, at least not yet, we're gonna get into some darker things when we get into the real meat of this episode, um, Let's say you went back in time and you, um, let's keep it topical, I guess. You went back in time and you stopped uh, Will Smith from smacking Chris Rock, right? When you go back into the, your present timeline, there, we, you will now be living in a world where Chris Rock was not slapped by Will Smith. And, you know, the world have, will have changed, who knows, um out of nowhere babies start like you know being able to fly or the incredibles gets a third movie uh we get shark tale 2 i don't know you, you we start you start having a whole nother universe or not a whole nother universe you you have your original universe that has been changed because of your actions in the past that's the dynamic timeline theory so me personally i'm a firm believer in the multiverse theory simply because it's just really interesting to think about but that's about it um, but wh why am I talking about time travel? Well, because I came to the the sad conclusion is that time travel is really fucking hard to write. It's best that you just avoid it. Now, how did I come to this conclusion? Surprisingly, it's not because I was told this or not because I see it done very often, but because I originally was going to do it in Blur Havoc. Um, so you're about to get a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain, okay? Um... For Blur Havoc, um, this is this is a very early, like, different version of Blur Havoc three, um, where the the events of the main, like, the events of the three books that I have released, they don't happen in this timeline. Okay, this is a different timeline where things are very, very different. Um, but we're gonna talk about the third entry in this original Blur Havoc content um, because it. It involves time travel, and it's absolutely insane what I cooked up at that time, right? So, let's let's start with the third book, or the third entry. I don't know what it was going to be, a book, movie, video game, I don't know. But the third entry. 
Um, and we're going to get to the part where the time travel really matters. Um, it is revealed that um, there is this event, this cataclysmic event, that needs to happen. And it, this, this uh, not that needs to happen, there's this event that was going to happen, basically kind of like Sonic 06, where there was going to be this event in the future that was going to destroy all of the world, right? And the time, basically the time-space continuum was about to, to break, is basically what the explanation was from this doctor. I won't say his name because it spoils his identity. Um, this doctor gets Alistair to go back in time and do something. He needs him to go back in time and do something to um, to stop the time continuum from breaking apart, right? So Alistair goes in through the portal, go back in time, and uh, he's been told that he needs to protect this this family, right? This mother and two daughters, right? So he Alistair does it, right? But then he looks at one of the daughters and realizes that daughter looks a, looks a bit familiar. So he asks the daughter, hey, um, what's your name? And then the daughter says her name's Melanie. So Melanie Sanders. Alistair went back in time, was sent back in time to save Melanie from certain death, her and her family from certain death. So Alistair goes back and goes back to the present. He's like, um, why did you do that? And then he's like, because that's that's my wife and children. The doctor that sent Alistair back in time was Melanie's father. Because in that universe, Melanie's father quote-unquote died, but in all actuality, he was sent into the future. Um, and Alistair was like, why? Did you, why did you do that? Because at the, at, the, at the same time, he was like, I'm so confused right now. You just had me go back in time and save my girlfriend as a child. What is going on? And he's like, well, you see, I needed you to go back in time and save my wife and children because it, how do I put this? If you don't save them, the entire world will collapse. And you're the main reason why. And then Alistair's like, um, why? What, 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 wait, you're telling me now that I had to do that or else we were all going to die. He's like, yeah, because if you didn't go back in time, we were all going to die. And now you... Um, your existence is now kind of in jeopardy. And Alistair's like, why? He's like, because you went back in time and you affected the timeline, you are the through line throughout this continuum. And then Alistair's like, what? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Alistair just asking what, because I was making it up as I went. Um, and it, it long story short, basically... Alistair going back in time to save Melanie um, created this this imprint of him in the past that changed the course of the future. So it was a mixture of the multi, like the fixed timeline and the dynamic timeline, where basically Alistair left a print in the past that changed the course of history. Right. So Alistair going back in the past created the Blur Havoc timeline. Alistair. Now this was the kicker. Alistair, if Alistair were to not go in back in time. We would have our current timeline. If Alistair did not go back to save Melanie, we would have the timeline we are currently in right now. But here's here's the crazy part. Al Alistair basically is given this moment where he realizes that it was a, a rock and a hard place. Either he went back in time to save his girlfriend when she was a child, thus creating the Blur Havoc timeline where there's war, chaos, and death, 
or not go back in time, he he his existence is now put into question because he doesn't know what would happen if he didn't go back in time and save Melanie. But there would have been peace. There would have there would not have been war. There would not have been chaos. Essentially, Alistair going back in time created the Blur Havoc timeline. Because word of his word of his his venture into the past got around this this armored man shows up with technology no one had ever seen, and people were able to reverse engineer it basically, thus creating the Blur Havoc universe. So basically, Al if Alistair would not have saved Melanie, there was no telling what was going to happen to Alistair. Would he have survived? Would he have died? Would he have not existed anymore? Would he have just faded away? But the question, the question is that in order for Alistair to get into the past to create the Blur Havoc timeline, the Blur Havoc timeline would have had to have been created. So there's the problem right there. Is that how do you how do you go back in time to create the Blur Havoc timeline if the Blur Havoc timeline needs to be created in order for him to go back in time? And I think the thing that I came up with, I, I don't remember quite honestly, but the thing I the thing that I think I created was that basically our timeline that we are currently in in the real world was on this one path. And then there was this other path that like was disconnected from the main timeline and Alistair going back in time actually connected it to the main timeline. So instead of it being speculative, Alistair going back in time locks it in where I was basically like the Blur Havoc universe is in this weird, this weird, like ethereal realm where if Alistair doesn't go back in time, that universe stops existing. Yeah, I know, it's really confusing. But it was it did set up a very interesting dilemma where Alistair going back in time saves his girlfriend so that, you know, they can get together and they can live happily ever after, but it creates war, chaos, and death. Alistair not going back in time kills Melanie, but you get the timeline we're currently in where there is a lot less death, chaos, and war. Tough conundrum, but still really bad writing in terms of the the time the time travel stuff and that's the thing that makes time travel so hard to write is that you have to be on your p's and q's such as um avengers endgame avengers endgame was really strange when it came to its timeline where it's like they created this thing called the sacred timeline where um basically they worked off of a fixed timeline theory where there was this one line where events happen in a specific way. And they said, if, but, but here's the kicker, is that if you remove an infinity stone from the timeline, it creates a divergent timeline where shit gets out of whack, basically. So removing a, an infinity stone from the sacred timeline causes a divergence in the timeline. All right, so it's, it's kind of like this weird mixture of, this, of the, the fixed timeline but also the multiverse timeline. And the question is, is that if you remove an... Okay, so you remove an Infinity Stone, that creates another timeline, right? But what about the part where Loki escapes? Does that not create another timeline? 
I mean, they they answered this question in the Loki series where uh, that Loki is considered a um, what do they call him? Like a not a divergent. What did they call him? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Uh, they called him a they called him a something. I don't want to say a divergent because that's that's the book. A time he's a variant. That's what they called him. He's a time variant. Um So that's that's how they answered that, but at the same time it's like so how do the so so does that affect the events of that timeline? If the TVA is supposed to be enforcing the the sacred timeline, like does that mean that that timeline is the timeline just creates a new Loki because they took that Loki out of the sacred timeline to work at the TVA. I'm I I didn't watch all of the show. I'm just aware of like what they explain in the first episode. But that's about it. I don't I didn't watch the rest of the series. I only know what happened in the first episode. But that's the problem with time travel right there. Is that you have to be on your P's and Q's. You have to you you have to answer questions that don't that only get created because you cre- you use time travel. And that sucks. Because that's all you're do that's all you're doing is spending time answering questions for why this is happening the way that it's happening. And to give Sonic 06 credit, I cannot believe I'm about to do this, but to give Sonic 06 credit, they use the fixed timeline theory, and therefore they pick the easiest one. That's the easiest time travel theory to work with. Because all it takes is that the events happen the way that they did and because someone from the future went into the past and that that's just fixed that's just how it happened like there's no need to explain that how did blah 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 blah? nope nope it's a fixed timeline he was going to go back in time eventually so it doesn't matter you don't have to ask any questions what's another um what's another one that really bugs me um Yeah, that was the whole point of this episode, really, was to just give you a behind-the-scenes of what I was thinking of for Blur Havoc 3, and how, how, let me move that up, how time travel can really screw up your story, because it's, it's really hard to write a time travel movie. If I'm not mistaken, what was that movie, um, Looper? I, I heard people talk about that movie, how the time travel in that movie is a little wonky, um, but I, I don't remember what exactly the complaint was. Um, what else is there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that game? Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite is very, very strange, okay? Because, spoilers for Bioshock Infinite, I suppose, even though that game is almost 10 years old. So, basically, you're playing as as this character named Booker DeWitt, right? Mind you, heads up, this game goes off of the multiverse theory yeah yeah i know we're already in for a clusterfuck i know but let's keep going you should play as booker dewitt right and you have to you have to pay off this debt by going to this place called what was it columbia i believe is what it was called the flying city um you have to go to this place called columbia and 
Um, I don't want to say that wrong the entire video, the entire podcast. So let me get this right. I believe it's called Columbia. Columbia is that what he call? Is that what he call right though? Yeah, it is. It is Columbia. Um. So yeah, you have to go to Columbia and get this girl named Elizabeth and bring her back to quote unquote wipe away the debt. All right. So you go on this adventure, you find out about time travel and yada, 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 and variables and stuff. That's the one thing, the variables, is that there are constants and there are variables. Um, and it, it, it goes into the, the whole grander scheme of the Bioshock phone, the Bioshock multiverse, yeah, I said it, um, where they, they say the constants are there is a man and there is a city. That's the constants of the Bioshock um, multiverse, but there are con- there are several variables in every situation, all right? Which indirectly links Bioshock to System Shock, by the way. Um, but the biggest thing that made me go what the hell was when they reveal that the main villain um, Comstock is actually Booker Dewitt from another timeline, and it's like okay. Okay, so that's future Booker DeWitt. As a matter of fact, let me let me read it from the Wikipedia article so that we can make sure we're not getting this wrong. Okay. Um, okay, so Elizabeth explains that Comstock will always remain alive in alternate universes as the Lutices have enlisted the Bookers of numerous universes to try and end the cycle. As stopping Comstock requires intervening in his birth, Elizabeth takes Booker back in time to baptism, to a baptism he attended in the hope of atoning for, I didn't know how to say atoning for a second, atoning for the sins he committed at Wounded Knee, which is a battle that actually took place in, in reality, if I'm not mistaken. That is right, right? Battle of, I don't want to sound like a, a midwit, so I'm going to. Yeah, 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 it's a real battle, okay. Or they describe it as a massacre, but... Um, she explains that while Booker changed his mind, some Bookers in alternate universes accepted the baptism and were reborn as Zachary Comstock. Booker, now joined by other universes, Elizabeth at the baptism allows them to drown him at the moment of his choice, preventing Comstock's existence. One by one, the Elizabeths begin to disappear, the screen cutting to black on the last. Okay, so basically Comstock was a future was a future Booker that you know goes crazy and creates Columbia. He goes crazy. He goes. He turns into like this religious zealot and color, creates you know Columbia, which I bet you they think that that's what America was like in the fifties or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, they said in order to stop. Um, in order to stop Comstock from becoming the big bad, you have to kill him at the, the point in which he is cre- quote-unquote created, which is at the baptism. I forgot to mention Elizabeth is is Booker DeWitt's daughter. There you go. Um, y'all can stop making porn of them, at, you know, doing things. It's weird. Um, but the, the problem is, is that how do you get, how do you get a past Booker to go into a timeline where Comstock is the age that he is to create Columbia, right? 
because it's not necessarily it's confusing because it's not necessarily explained as it being time travel but at the same time the only way that this could happen is through time travel like Comstock and Booker cannot exist at the same time a young Booker and Comstock cannot exist at the same time because Comstock is an older Booker that's the problem and that's kind of the problem that um hello computer hello but that's kind of the problem that no way home had with its villains where the villains were plucked from random different times in each of the t in each of the universes where oh excuse me dr octopus did not exist at the same time as green goblin so how were they plucked at their specific times and brought into the future mind you because No Way Home takes place in 2023. Do not forget that. No Way Home takes place in 2023. Which is way... That's way in the future compared to 2001 for Green Goblin. Like what? 2003 for Doc Ock. 2014 for Electro. 2005 or 7? 5? 7? One of those for, um, for Sandman. And then 2012 for The Lizard. They were all plucked from random different times but brought into the future. That doesn't make any sense. Either it's time travel or it's written poorly. And if it's time travel, you've got a lot of legwork that you need to start doing in order to explain what the hell is going on right now. And that's, that's, that's why time travel is really hard to get right. And the best way to do time travel is to um is to go do the fixed timeline theory so that's that's the reason that that's the biggest issue with bioshock infinite and i guess no way home at this point is because because it just doesn't make sense for them to bring people from the past into the future without calling it time travel they don't explicitly state that it's time travel they do say that the the tears in bioshock are fabrics of space time so you could pull something from the past at a different place, I suppose. But it's just weak writing, if you ask me. It's just weak. That's that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. There was that time. Okay, so it was time travel in in um, Bioshock because there was that part where you, where there's, you go through the timeline in which uh, Elizabeth is captured and basically the bad future um timeline but it's how do i put it it's just kind of sloppy you know in terms of no way home is just bad writing for the whole villain situation but this is sloppy because it's not necessarily explained how like here's an analogy because i'm having a hard time putting this into words you have a chessboard right you have the, all the pieces, the pawns, the, the queen, the king, the rook, all of that. You know, they're all on the board, right? Um, what is happening here is that you're looking at the chessboard. It's set one way. And then as you're playing the game, all of a sudden your opponent tells you your rook is now over here at this square. And it's like, huh? That's not where I put that. And then he said, yeah, it is. And then this is where my queen is. And it's like, that's not where your queen was when we last played. That wasn't where your queen was on the last on the last turn. That's the problem here is that pieces are moving and they're not. Be, it's not being explained how they're moving. They're just moving and they're not telling you how they're moving. Like how how does Booker go 
from the past. I mean, how does Booker go from his timeline into Comstock's timeline and go further back in time while also being Comstock at the same time? That's weird. And I'm guessing that the Lutises kind of like move things around, so to speak. But at the same time, they don't really show their plot relevance until later into the into the game. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just the the it's just really messy. I use the chess analogy because it's easier to see, you know, how pieces move. You know, you can create your own board in your head, and you can better understand what I'm trying to say here. But I will say, using time travel is ambitious. Like, when I was going to use it in Blur Havoc 3, that was ambitious. I thought I had something going on. And then I started picking it apart, and I was like, mm, this is kind of stupid. This is kind of stupid. I still kind of like the idea. I could probably use something like that in another story that isn't the main Blur Havoc series because time travel you will not see time travel touch the official Blur Havoc canon you will not see that okay but it could maybe for like a side project you know we could see time travel we could see that idea come back because there's some aspects I like about it such as the moral dilemma that moral dilemma is awesome as shit by the way um the moral dilemma of either Alistair saves his girlfriend but creates hell on earth or he doesn't save his girlfriend, but the rest of uh, the rest of society gets to live a relatively peaceful life in the the current timeline we live in in the real world. And that was going to be kind of like a, a wham moment where you realize the Blur Havoc universe is just our universe, but on a different path. Which, if you read Blur Havoc one, two, and three, you realize very quickly that the Blur Havoc universe, the official Blur Havoc universe, is the same way. It's about two or three deviations away from being our timeline. But we, we can actually have another episode about um, about moral dilemmas and how they can make some of the, the juiciest, the juiciest moments in your story. I mean, look at, man, in between this episode and the next episode, because we're going to talk about this in the next episode, in between episodes... If you, if you aren't aware of this, go look up the Mass Effect Vermeer choice. That right there is how you do a moral dilemma. Especially, especially if you're a male shepherd that romanced Ashley. Mm. 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 That's some good writing right there. That's some, ooh, that's good right there. That's good. But go ahead and look that up while we're, while we're in between episodes. So I'm going to call it. A day on this episode i'm gonna drink the rest of this and then head to the gym i have been your host the very handsome alistair haken i will see you in the next episode ta-ta for now mm, that is some good minute made bullshit Listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 